monster for a movie. Those were the good old days. We're the Monster Squad. Monster Squad, rated PG-13. Kick them in the nards! Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm Angela Yoshiko. Hi, I'm Tyler. And today we are going to discuss the Monster Squad. I thought you were going to do something different. You said discuss, like you are going to do some kind of pun of some kind. But, I was going to. But you didn't think of one. But I couldn't think of one. You should have thought of it ahead of time. You should have thought of it ahead of time. I don't do puns. All right, so it is October. Yep. There's like a billion Halloween monstery movies we could pick from. Yeah, and there's a lot of podcasts that are already doing those anyway. Yeah, so screw those podcasts. We're doing also one of those. <laughs> Although the way our baby's been sleeping, we'll be lucky to record like one episode this month. <laughs> yeah, the real monster in the month of October, his name is Marshall. He was waking up every mm, 45 minutes, and we'll probably have to interrupt this thing a couple times just to get the episode done. Probably. So we had a whole thing planned for this whole month. We're going to do several whole, episodes. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about <laughs> well, how... maybe. We'll talk about... <laughs> about how long this movie was but let's just say it's short and it took us two nights to watch it <laughs> so before we uh get into that's it that's true it did take us two nights oh my god yes that's pathetic and tyler pretty much had to beat me and drag me down here to do this podcast because i really just wanted to go to sleep because i'm so tired it's gonna it's gonna fall from your b- b- brain we'll have know. to watch it again which i wouldn't mind we could watch it again watch it's, it again right now totally let's turn it on yep let's just pause real quick we'll we go should watch just, it again how long are our podcasts normally i think we could just play the audio of the movie it'd be a better podcast just probably the whole thing. i agree yeah let's just do that okay. the end no the end <laughs> Okay, so before we get into the Monster Squad, Tyler, what have you been watching recently? Okay, well, we'll talk about one thing we saw together. The Venom. The Venom. Was it, was it the last <laughs> uh, podcast where I paused to get the babys- to schedule yeah, a babysitter? Yeah, So, update, we got that babysitter <laughs> and we watched that movie. Yeah, we did. We went to, just it's just Venom. Not The, the Ven- Venom. No, I'm going to go ahead and call it The Venom. I like that title better. <laughs> So this movie got like a 30%, 29% tomato reader. The critics hate it. And yet, we sit down. We watch, okay, the first 45 minutes, very terrible, very boring, but then something magical happens. But before that magic happened, I was pretty certain I was going to fall asleep. Oh, I mean, it's it's bad. And I would say, well, to, I mean, spoilers for Venom, it's not good, but whoa, whoa, about whoa. 45 minutes in, Tom Hardy, the star of it, when he starts hooking up with that alien symbiote... Oh, man, this movie gets to be spectacularly hilarious. I was so pleasantly surprised. I was rolling in laughter for the majority of this movie. Well, first, I was real distracted Uh by what's-her-name? Michelle Williams and her wig. And her bangs. Oh, my (laughs) God, the bangs. I'm just fat. I mean, just the fact that Michelle Williams is in this movie, to me, is fascinating. Because she's, like, acclaimed actress Michelle Williams. Only appears in, like, quality projects. Quality. And and same goes for Tom Hardy, for the most part. But here they both are. But, you know, Michelle Williams, she's very clearly just, like, taking the paycheck. That's fine. Whatever. But Tom Hardy, man, I say he earns every... I don't know how much he made on this money movie, but he earned every dollar. It was so good. He sits in, like, a lobster tank. He's going crazy. He's having conversations with, like, a a bent-out-of-shape alien. It's great. I loved it. (laughs) It was so fantastic. It gives you everything that you sort of want in a movie like this. So it's set in San Francisco. You get the Mm -hmm. the go-to San Francisco car chase. Poorly shot, but still entertaining. I disagree (laughs) that it was poorly shot. I felt like it was greatly shot. Uh (laughs) It was very fun. Hilariously shot because of what the action in in the scene, sure. It it really brought me back to my uh, old days barometer of whether a movie was good or not. (laughs) And that would be how often I whacked Tyler in the shoulder and was like, yeah, yeah. So this movie was, yeah. I think this is this year. Here's Return of Xander Cage, uh, which is a movie from last year, which is uh, terrible, but in a hilarious, awesome way. I think this is the room of superhero films in that it is so bad, it's great. Um, I love, Because when you just talk about the basics of like the character arc and what happens in the movie and the villain and pretty much anything, if you ever put any kind of like logic to it, mm-hmm. is not good. Mm-hmm. But Tom Hardy here is in this own little world 
just like bebopping, scatting around as much as he can. And, uh, God, I mean, I love it. It's a fascinating movie because you're not so sure if it's like, were they trying to make a comedy? Were they just letting Tom Hardy do whatever he wanted? What's been cut out? What hasn't? It's yeah. fascinating. I could watch it a bunch of times and try to figure out what's going on with this movie. It's my favorite kind of bad movie. It's one that's just super entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I am upset with the critics for trashing it. They should at least have seen the entertainment value because people are going to this movie and liking it. Yeah, it was Made super money. entertaining. People have enjoyed it. I think the one character that really um, was confusing to me mm-hmm. uh, was the doctor lady played by Jenny Slate comedian Jenny Slate yeah yes who's a good actress actually who's been in like a obvious child is a good movie with her um she's good I know her from Parks and Rec but <laughs> where she plays John Raphael's sister but John Raphael's sister and she's like drunk all the yeah, time no, I mean, she's, she's hilarious oh, she's funny she's very funny but um, in this movie she's just playing like a I'm a regular scientist well, yeah <laughs> I mean even her arc is pretty ridiculous but I <laughs> loved it I would go see it again I listen I Saw it the same week. I already talked about A Star is Born, which I liked. It's good. It's very good. But, look, tell me what I need to go. If I have to go sit down and watch another movie right at the second, I'd watch Venom again. You mean The Venom? The Venom, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm glad we went and saw that. I'm glad we enjoyed it in its big screen glory. I can't wait for the sequel with uh, What's-His-Face and his red wig. Sorry for spoiling it, but it's so awesome. So <laughs> awesome. Totally worth getting that babysitter. Yeah, and having, by the way, a couple of drinks before seeing the movie. Yes. <laughs> Helped. I think that it puts you in the right state of mind. The state of mind it put me in was a little bit sleepy. <laughs> well, the, so... I would say skip out on the first half hour, blah, blah, blah. He's a journalist. Who cares? Get no, to the aliens. You know what? I normally would say that, but I feel like suffering through the first half hour. It does help the second half. Because then you're just like, what the fuck is oh, this? Oh, yeah. That's true. It like, because you're just like so surprised by how much energy just kind of just starts grabbing. Yes. And like the Michelle Williams character is just like, I'm stiff and I'm almost like a robot. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm the fucking Venom 2 now for a few minutes. Or I'm just like, I'm into this. I don't like, oh, yeah. you're an alien type you? Okay. She like, just okay, accepts it. Let's deal with this shit right yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty great. Um, I do, I did enjoy the beginnings, like, uh, how Eddie Brock is like this, uh, TV journalist, like YouTube journalist. I did enjoy a lot of that because it's so stupid. So I had a good time with that. And the Elon Musk like villain who's so stupid. I mm-hmm. mean, there's some, inst- there's enjoyable stuff at the beginning. It's just, it's, it's low, lower energy than yeah. what really goes just balls to the wall in the second half so yep i uh yeah i i enjoyed it let's see is that all you watch movie wise i mean i have been watching a lot of the superhero marvel shows on netflix you've been saying that for weeks now i have but i've been clicking through yeah um trying to do them in the right order i'm totally out of order so i've watched uh ones in the timeline that are later but i just finished iron fist season no i finished the punisher and then uh-huh. I watched Iron Fist season one, mm-hmm. and then I finished the Defenders. You finished the Defenders? I feel like I just talked to you about you starting that. Like, oh yesterday. well, remember when you went to the movies for seven hours yesterday? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just let the kids do whatever they wanted all day. Don't and say watch that. I'm the not going to talk about those movies in this episode. <laughs> so watch the Defenders uh, and Iron great. Fist. Uh, well, hot breaking news from this is that the Iron Fist season two is the last of those. They're not going to do an Iron Fist season three. I know, and I'm like, do I start Iron Fist season two? I've heard that that second season's better then why do they cancel it i don't know why do they can't i don't i don't understand netflix's model for anything who knows they don't share the viewership of any of their shows so you never know what's being watched and what's not being watched so weird they cancel some things they hold on to things for longer periods of time i don't know i think it's generally that one's considered the weakest of the four so maybe that was the reasoning yeah. they could certainly throw him into another season of something else and they do they gotta they jump into other stuff he's definitely or iron fist is definitely the lower ranking of the four that yeah, so I'm sure they could just do whatever. Plus, Disney's going to launch their own streaming service with their own Marvel shows, so who knows what's going to happen. I'm, I'm Now, the problem with binge-watching shows like this is the burnout, right? Uh, I don't know how you haven't burned out weeks ago. I kind of have, but it's just like, fuck, now I'm in it, and I'll finish it. I just don't get it. I don't know how you could watch even like an hour of these and just it's, like want well, to keep going. Well, here's, here's what's been happening. Uh-huh. I turn it on on my phone in bed, and I fall asleep. And then I wake up, and a few episodes have passed. So then you're just like, whatever. And then I can pretty much gather what's going on, okay. and I don't go back and watch it again. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, what there... else have uh, you been watching well, since you're clearly tired of listening to me talk about no, I was, Marvel shows? Sorry, I was looking down at my phone to get double check the title of the movie because <laughs> it's not a great title. Um, so one of the movies I did I caught up on a couple of uh, Netflix movies. Now, normally, 
Netflix to me, movie wise, are pretty hit and miss. There's a lot now. Um, there's not been a lot of really great stuff, but some decently watchable things. Um, so two, these two are kind of the bigger ones that I've noticed in a while. There's a couple really big releases they've got coming up, but the first one I watched was called Hold the Dark, and this is kind of like this uh, mystery slash action slash horror movie set in like Alaska. It's very cold. Jeffrey Wright from you know from like Westworld and lots of movies is the lead. When are we gonna finish Westworld? Oh, you've watched what one episode of season two? I don't know. We'll watch it eventually. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, it's about um, wolves have apparently killed some kids up in Alaska in a small village. Jeffrey Wright is like an author who has been big, who's wrote about wolves, who caught a wolf at some point like this. So they, a, a mother has invited him up to try to hunt down these wolves. And sounds like that, you know, like a wolf movie. Mm-hmm. It's not though. It has a very big twist it's not a twist but it changes its direction pretty early on even within like the first half hour it becomes less about that it's very violent it's extremely violent this is from the director who made green room which was really good oh Um, yeah with what's his name patrick stewart who was like the neo-nazi um and that one guy who's dead now yeah and um emil Emil hirsch Mm -hmm. right yeah but patrick stewart was like the neo-nazi guy and they were trapped in the thing I think that's this director is excellent. Uh, is that's his best movie? It's excellent. He made uh, Blue Ruin before that. This one, it's extremely violent. It's got Alexander Skarsgård. It has Jeffrey Wright. Um, good cast there. It left me a little bit like God, I don't know. It, 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 I, I don't want to like talk about what it is because it turns into a different kind of movie where there's like a, a mass killer and he's, there's a lengthy shootouts and it's just unpleasant why are you watching those kinds of movies i don't well because it i know the director and i was interested in it and i like the actor jeff wright who's good in it but i mean it, it's okay it's it just wasn't my thing really i don't i don't know it just wasn't it didn't it didn't deliver the visceral level that green room did visceral was or <laughs> visceral a green room was just really hooked you into that premise and it mm-hmm. like just you had to ride with it and it was the the violence was brutal but it was just like you were in that situation and it was just really exciting and tense and this movie takes its more of its time, but uh, yeah, I, Green Room's better. Green Room's better. The okay. other Netflix movie I watched that I really, really liked was called Private Life, and that is with Catherine Hahn and Paul Giamatti. They are uh, a, a, an older New York married couple who are trying to conceive, and so the whole movie is about them trying to conceive, and to the point where they're going and getting uh, special treatments, getting eggs added and fertilizing that and doing all the it gets really technical and it's really detailed they're spending an ungodly amount of money they're also pursuing adoption they have a young step uh niece who is not related by blood who comes into the picture who is trying who's like an art uh 20 year old like she's a, she's an artist she's into this new york lifestyle and they kind of like she's kind of interested in being their egg donor and so there's a little bit of that that goes on and um it's really good. It's really funny, um, but not in a jokey kind of way. It's it's literate. I, I would compare it to like a, a Noah Baumbach movie, like The Squid and the Whale, or like a Woody Allen's kind of like those New York based movies where there's like these artist types. But it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't feel real overly literary like some of those do. Some of those characters kind of feel like they're living in a different on a different planet. Mm-hmm. These people are like New Yorkers, but at the same time, they're down to earth and their situation is really specific in the way that they treat it is very human and it doesn't it feels much more universal than say just like new york rich new yorkers trying to deal with their white person problems uh-huh. so i really like that Catherine hahn is amazing in it she's known as a kind of a comedian you've seen her in lots of she's comedies so good. Mm-hmm. she's hilarious but she's not only funny but just amazing in this movie i, I it's one of these that it's amazing that it's on netflix and i, I think it probably got a little bit of play it'll probably get some like wards push but it's I loved it. It was like it's one of my favorite movies I've seen this year, just because I just liked the the performances so much. It's a little long; it goes over two hours, but kind of. I think it's kind of the point. It's like you're going through this agonizing process, so like this is draw. It's drawing it out on purpose, but mm-hmm. it's never not an, uh, enjoyable. I I really liked it a lot, so I would recommend that you. I think you'd probably enjoy that one okay. a little bit. Private Life. Private Life. It's on Netflix. Just recently came out, so shouldn't watch it while I'm in bed and gonna fall asleep. No, I mean it. Yeah, you should give it give it some. Actual. effort but um but yeah uh, i'll quickly talk about a couple other movies i saw on video one was leave no trace that is 
from the director of Winter's Bone. This is like her first movie since that. Um, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's like she hasn't made a movie. And that, that was the other thing about Private Life was that's Tamara Jenkins who hadn't made a movie since The Savages. So she's another one of these that hasn't done any work in a long time. She finally had something out. Leave No Trace was in theaters. It's on video now. It has Ben Foster and like a teenage daughter living off. The, it's kind of like that movie Mr. Fun Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen where he had a, he was out in the woods or whatever with his oh, kids. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, only it's just one kid and it's not as um, indie gooey. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mr. Fantastic is like this. We're an indie movie and we're peppy a little bit. Uh, this is like, here's indie pop music and stuff like that. This movie kind of strips all that down. Um, it's good. It's kind of set in like the Oregon, Washington area. So there's a little bit of that going on. Ben Foster's really good. The girl, which I can't, she's kind of new. She is really good in it too. It's really well made. Um, yeah, I think we should rent it. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's good. I love Ben Foster. It, he's really good in it. And Wait, it's not, when did, when did you rent this? Uh, it was on, um, I can't remember which platform it's on, but it's, it's available on renting. You can rent it now. You watch it without me though. Yeah. You're such a jerk. You're always watching like good movies without me. You're watching the Meanwhile, Defenders. Meanwhile, I'm spending 84 hours watching dog. I try to get shit. you to watch stuff. We watch Skyscraper. You want to talk about that, or we already oh, talk about yeah. that? Good did Lord. we talk about it? I don't it? know. It's not worth talking about. We did not talk about it. So we watched Skyscraper. It's a piece of garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> it is. It's like it's it is exactly what it is, which is looks like The Rock's Die Hard. Only it's like it's a shell of Die Hard. It's not good. It's not throwing The Rock. He fights, like, two people in the movie? Somehow, it's a whole movie where he's fighting bad guys in which he doesn't fight anybody. Uh, I don't know. The effect work is bad. I I, I actually literally hated almost every yeah. one. I love The Rock, so... You wasted, like, two of our dollars renting that. I did. I rented that out of the box. I wanted to watch the Blu-ray version of it, even. And it was a pile of hot garbage. And I, listen, I will defend The Rock in a lot of times, but he's not had a good streak of movies lately. The Rampage movie, not good. This one, not good. Jumanji's fine. I'll give him a pass oh, on Oh, Jumanji's that. great. Yeah, that was fine. But, you know, come on, The Rock. We can do better than these movies, do can't we? Do better. The Baywatch movie, terrible. Oh, very bad. And that was last year, but still, he's made some uh, turds. Even the last Fast and the Furious movie was, like, the weakest of the Fast yes. and the Furious movies. Um, But you were going to say another one that you had watched. Oh, and then I, I did talk to you a little bit of this off off mic the three identical strangers documentary which is very good this is about uh it's a pretty well known story at the time there was a, a guy who went to college uh he discovered some people come up like hey john or whatever and it turns out like it's like i'm not john there was another guy that was going to school there or was near living nearby it was his identical twin the story gets in the paper they've never met until this point gets in the paper the third guy comes up it's like hey that, that looks like me there's three identical twins they're all separated at birth they're triplets if they're not right twins what did i say well because the movie's called three identical strangers so then i keep saying three identical twins uh, yeah they're triplets. <laughs> I'm aware of this. <laughs> Numbers. But, that's never been your strong suit. But um, what goes from there, I mean, so that's the well-known part of the story. The documentary kind of peels back what happened after this and some of the reasons why they were separated at birth. And it is insane. Like some of the stuff that happened that because of where they were split up, what happened as a result of them finding this information out, uh, it's it's incredible. It's really, really good uh clicks along really well it's a it's has some great you know interviews and i'd really recommend if you're a fan of documentaries it's it's really strong it'll probably be in the the short list of the documentaries at end of the year like with the how i met uh won't you be my neighbor which is still my favorite movie of the year so far Mm -hmm. but yeah good documentary i would recommend it i'm sure that'll thing will it's on video now i'm sure that all these documentaries always end up streaming somewhere so it'll be on netflix before you know it i thought you said it was on netflix no no, I think it was on. Pro- pro- I just find the things and I watch them. What do you want I from me? I find the things and I watch them. <laughs> I have a list of things I want to see, and then when they finally pop up, I, I watch them. So, what are you going to do? I rented the skyscraper for you. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, you're written. Uh, Come on, Tyler. Sorry, you didn't have to watch that. I said I'm watching skyscraper. I, at least I didn't go to the theater for that. I had a red box. Or not a red box. I had the movie pass subscription going. In the middle of the summer when it was still working really well and Skyscraper came out and I was like, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. I could have gone for like the nine ninety five a month and I saw, I don't know, I saw all those other movies, but I didn't watch Skyscraper because even then I was, you know, I was like, eh, not a movie. That's it. That's all I'm going to talk about. Oh my God. So many movies. I know, I'm, I'm holding a few back too. I know. You're ridiculous. When are you having time to watch all these? Well, our baby keeps waking up and then I watch more. Oh, more and more and so more. I'm so tired right now. Mm-hmm. I am looking at 
uh, all the tabs I have open on my computer, to all the YouTube videos all right. about this uh, movie we're going to talk about. <sighs> so I was going to transition us with another clip, but I can't pick one. There's just too many good well, we ones. Don't, okay, that's fine. Let's just talk so, about the Monster Squad. Let's get into the Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 1987? Some high stats. Oh, perfect. I love the high stats. Give them to me. I'm totally not ready. It opened up the 1976 TV series. That The whole point of me blabbering on Jesus. about all the movies I watch is for you to go over there, nod your head, pretend you're looking at me and paying attention, and then finding the information so okay. I don't have to fill time. Okay, so we got the Monster Squad High Stats. It came out in the year 1987. What was the release date? August 14th. Okay, yeah. What are, what are we thinking about that? Well, it just seems like they were, you know... Dumping it. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's right before Halloween, but still a little early a month before and Halloween. A half. Uh, yeah. Like, end of September, that makes more sense. Yeah. Ride it throughout October. Kinda weren't high on the movie, apparently. Uh, it is PG 13. Yeah, it is. And these kids say shit a lot. They say a lot of things. And goddamn. Uh-huh. And a few others. They're holding guns, shooting guns. This is a movie that would not get made today. Like a shotgun. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is an hour and 19 minutes. Yeah. It's, you heard uh, that right. It's very short, and the studio made him cut, I guess, 11 or 12 minutes off the thing, which, because they wanted it under 90 minutes, but apparently they wanted it really under 90 minutes, Um, which I, listen, we'll get into it, but I think that's, like, the major detriment to this movie is that I think it's actually one of these rare instances in which it's too short. Things are truncated, and you can tell. They cut around some stuff. I think that's a problem. I think it's great. I mean, it's great that it's that long. Well, I mean, look, I I love the length. It's over quick. Yes. Um, I like that, but I just feel like, I don't know, I think 10 minutes really would have uh, helped out a couple of things for the movie, at least pacing-wise, because it really goes from, like, a certain kind of movie into a whole different kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, la-di-da-da-da. A little bit, Over. It goes fast. Once it gets to the end, we're really, like, cooking. Yes. Which I love, but, I mean, it's just a bit of a jolt. What is your guess on the budget? Um, it probably, it? I mean, there's some makeup work here by Stan Winston, but probably not huge. 20 million? 12 million. Yeah, okay. And it grossed how much? Not much. Like, not even. 15? Uh, no. Didn't even make its budget back? No. Oh, it didn't man. even make 4 million. Oh, wow. It, it was really like 3.7 million. Yeah, and I knew it was a bomb, but I didn't realize it was that big of a bomb. Ooh, yeah, it was a bomb. And the director, it, it, the director is Frank Decker, mm-hmm. and the writer is Shane Black, and that's notable because these guys are, went and made The Predator, the new Predator movie that came out this year, reteamed for that. Shane Black is obviously a, a pretty prominent screenwriter and director, but, um, Yes, Shane Black and Decker reunited to make The Predator, which uh, we haven't talked about on any of the podcasts, but stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Um, I still haven't seen it, though. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's it's a. I mean, I think a lot of people are excited by those two people, people, especially fans of the Monster Squad. And I have a feeling that most of those people were somewhat disappointed with The Predator, but that's a whole other topic. But it is interesting that we're going to have... Uh, discussion on these two guys (laughs) on more than one episode of the show so before we continue on yep let's hear what do you remember okay so fellow old millennial tyler what do you remember before we watched the movie what did you write down oh maybe before you go i go oh yeah because what was the what's the notable thing about this movie with you i haven't seen it you had not seen it (laughs) yes so i was going off completely what tyler has told me about the movie yeah, okay. in the last week. So all I wrote was, like the Goonies meets a similar type of movie like the Goonies, <laughs> a bunch of kids have to take on some monsters like Dracula and Frankenstein. It's great. I like how you said that. Is that all you wrote? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I feel well, like I nailed it for having never seen the movie. Listen, okay, so I'll, I'll read mine and then I'll we'll get into it where this came from for me but okay so monster squad follows a group of monster loving kids who must take on dracula and his crew of famous universal monsters though they can't have them be official universal monsters because it's not a universal movie shane black quips and a frankenstein monster turncoat so many people love the goonies and many of those people don't even know about this movie how how so i was one of these people i had not seen the monster squad as a kid Mm -hmm. uh i had seen the goonies which came out in 1985 this is 1987 I think some people could call that uh, this movie a ripoff of the Goonies because of the proximity of the timeline and the 
plot involving a, a mystery of some kind with some kids on an adventure mm-hmm. who are acting somewhat a little bit older than you think, or it's whatever. We can call it a ripoff if you want. I would not call it a ripoff, but I didn't see it as a kid. Uh, you know, I feel like if it came out in like 92, 93, this thing would have been like, uh, I would have saw it at the theater and I would have had the video VHS and it would have been played a ton of times because it seems like it's that movie that if you're like, 9, 10, 11, it's swearing. The kids are kind of, like, awesome. You're like, ooh, man, this would be amazing. There's a club. There's the a club. The whole thing is so cool. So, I mean, if you, so we, we kind of are, you and I missed the time bubble a little bit. We were too young when it came out. But then we never saw it because it just wasn't, like you said, it bombed. No one saw this thing. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered it uh, a few years ago. Uh, it just came highly recommended by people of our age and a little bit older who just think it's hilarious and it's a cult movie and it's really fun and so me being someone who loves that kind of movie especially when it's fun like our reaction to say venom uh, mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. excited about seeing monster squad and it didn't disappoint when i saw it the first time and then i feel like every year i'm like let's watch the monster squad it's back on hulu or we should have it or the i you know i for some reason i don't have i don't own it i should but it does cycle onto the streaming platforms every now and again and um this was finally the time I was like, we're watching it. <laughs> and oh, did we? It took us two nights to watch it. 81 minutes, two nights. 79 minutes. <laughs> okay, whatever. But it's... 79 minutes, two nights. I, this is my hot take. Okay. I like this movie better than The Goonies. Oh. I do. Because, listen, The Goonies is like an hour and 55 minutes. The Goonies is very fun. It's a childhood film. It's, I've been to the place they saw it. I've seen the house in person. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know the location. Okay. It's got Josh Brolin and Corey Feldman. Great. Listen, we all love the Goonies to a certain extent, but have you seen it recently? It's have, a little bit. Have you? Yeah. Seriously? I mean, I've seen it in the last couple of years and I've seen it since childhood a few times. Mm-hmm. It's not like by any means, like a great classic. <laughs> the kids are a little bit loud and it's a little bit of a i don't want to dog on it because i do like it as a, as a product of my childhood i like it but i don't think it's as amazing as everybody remembers it and if i'm just having fun with something and if i'm just trying to like have a good time with kids who are swearing and there's funny things going on or fun exciting things going on i'm gonna take the 79 minute one with uh, the mummy and dracula and I'm I'm just on board for the Monster Squad more. Mm-hmm. I just I like it more. I think it's more fun. I like that there's just like more violence and like not kid things in it, but is still kind of a kid movie. I just like the energy of it. I think it's got that Shane Black quippy energy to it. That's when he's when he's on, he's on, and I think he's on in this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's a funny movie. I still think it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I like it. What was your thoughts the first time you saw it? You mean over those two nights? Yes, because I I felt like when I was watching you watch the first half, you were like, eh. And then we stopped it because I didn't, you know, you were getting tired already. I know. This is the hard thing about kind of how we're rewatching these. We're watching them late at night, mm-hmm. um, sleep deprived after working all day. So right. maybe not always watching it under the best circumstances. Sure. I, w- I enjoyed it enough to say I would watch it again, mm-hmm. like on a weekend with a beer. <laughs> yeah. And I think I might enjoy it even more. For sure. Um, but I kind of would agree with you on the Goonies front. I know. That's... I do feel like Goonies is a, a smidge overrated. Mm-hmm. And it is really long. And there are parts of... And we'll, we'll eventually go back and watch Sure. Goonies and, we'll do a whole episode on that. On I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but it's so long. And I remember there being parts where I'm just like, get on with it. It just takes a while to get to kind of the fun parts of the Goonies. Yes. You yeah. remember the contraption in the house in yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now yeah. they're in the caves. But to get in like the underground caves it takes fucking forever in that movie. And right. And to, to, you know, to be fair, the Monster Squad takes a good amount of time to get to like the good stuff, but it's only 79 minutes. So we're not talking like very long Exactly. and we're getting Dracula in the opening scene in a flashback. It's kind of, uh, you know, we're setting up the world of this pretty quickly. There's a lot of really fun scenes in this movie. There's, it's got a lot to cover because it's got, you know, basically the plot is Dracula is trying to get an amulet. That's going to open up a portal to badness or whatever. And he's got it. He uses up the other. He gets conjures up the other monsters to kind of help him, right? So he's mm-hmm. in the beginning. We see him. Van Helsing has summoned him away. So now it's modern times. He's got a set time period to find the amulet. 
so all this happens really fast. We're mm-hmm. getting all this stuff. There's a great scene where there's they're in the airplane where Dracula's in a coffin and they're flying like a bunch of monsters, and the and the pilots are like quipping with each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is the best. It reminded me of in recently uh, the this is kind of a weird connection, but the Lego Batman movie. Which I love. I don't know a lot of people are like, whatever. But the Lego Batman movie, there's that beginning scene where there's those guys in the planes like, we're best friends. <laughs> That's what this scene in the Monster Squad is, where the two guys, the two pilots are best friends. So then, like, Dracula gets up. He's turned into a bat. Like, they're doing the whole thing with oh, Dracula. Oh, they're doing the whole thing. And, like, I think there's a cop, like, one of the boxes that's caught. Like, oh, we got some, they're talking about, like, oh, we got some dead guys in the back or whatever. And uh, one of the boxes is just, like, Frankenstein. <laughs> like, it, says, it just... Frankenstein. It says it on there. Right on there. And he, like, knocks out the things, and then he's off to... You know, like, gets out of the plane, and we're, we're cooking. He's, and then he conjures up the mummy. He pull, takes him out of the Egyptian museum. Mm-hmm. The wolf man has turned into something. He's gotten him. I mean, the, the gil, creature from... The, the gra- gill man. The gill man, the creature from the Black Lagoon. He gets them all together. With I mean, there's... It's, it's like, a lot of plotting going on, but we're getting it set up by 4 minute 30, mm-hmm. where everybody's... there. We got everybody. They're all in one spot, ready to go. That's hard to do. It's going to be a little frantic. Sure. Mm -hmm. We have to meet all these other kids who are monster fans. That's going to be a little frantic. Sure. But it's worth it because you get there, and then you just got a bunch of kids fighting off monsters. Totally. You love it. You love it. That's all I got to say about that. But um... All right. Well, so that concludes our (laughs) podcast of the Monster Squad. No. No, 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 (laughs) no. But, okay, so the kids. We've got, I don't know, I can't even, like, dis- disseminate who, the kids. Who cares what There's the a main are. kid. There's another kid. Uh, there's a kid that they only call Fat Kid. Okay, so, yeah. Let's talk about Fat Kid for just a few minutes. Okay. Um, I probably was half paying attention to the movie. And right. then all of a sudden they're like, Fat Kid. Yeah. And then it's like, Fat Kid, Fat Kid, Fat Kid. <laughs> right. Fat Kid. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So it's a character who's a little bit fat. Not even that fat. I mean, not really. A little bit, but he's a little bit chubby. Sure, his name is Fat Kid. They just call him Fat Kid. They call him Fat Kid. Mm-hmm. But he just re- responds to it. So, so I think at this point, mm-hmm. right, they're making fun of the Goonies. Yeah, it's a Shane Black is very clearly like making a comment of like, here are our types of characters. Here's yes. our here's our Rudy or whatever. He is our biker tough guy mm-hmm. who's like the little he's older than the other kids and he's tough and cool. There's that kid. We mm-hmm. have the leader group kid who's like the our nice kid who's a friend who's like leading up the crew. And then yeah, they're just like, okay, this guy's the fat kid. What are we gonna call him? Well, let's call him fat kid because that's kind of Shane Black's way of like just using genre conventions to kind of deconstruct things and to just call things what they are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny but and there's there's a couple bullies in it oh yeah there's some the older brother from the wonder years in there oh yeah he that's okay that's the one thing i don't like about the movie that we do a couple like gay slurs in the beginning let's just just, get rid of those but they're teasing him they're calling him a bunch of names they're calling him fat kid they're calling him some other things um but at the end and i'm sure we'll talk through the plot but we'll just stick with this character for a second oh yeah at the end um all the shit's going down all the monsters are coming and attacking the kids and this bully and his friend are in a store or something Mm -hmm. right and they're like ah and then fat kid has a shotgun Uh uh-huh because the kids use guns in this movie yeah (laughs) and then he has to uh he shoots one of the monsters fucking saves the day for that group yeah after you know he should have just let those monsters get those bullies yeah why not and uh he has a great line where he says uh my name is horace yeah he cocks his gun i do have that clip it is four seconds so i'm gonna play it a couple times you just said it i just said what play it well i said it's because it's kind of actually hard to hear oh okay yeah as you'll see my name is horace (laughs) my name is horace Cox that guy. <laughs> oh, because I think the kid said, oh, thanks, fat kid, or something like that. Or, like, way to go, fat kid. And he's like, fuck you, my name is Horse. I just saved your ass. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great moment mm-hmm. uh, for that character. But, I mean, yeah, we've got some, uh, you know, it's the 80s. We're doing some, the kids are all swearing a bunch. Um, so, yeah, their kids are getting together. The big thing that happens, there's a little girl character, young girl. She has a couple of lines that sound an awful lot like, they're here, but she doesn't say they're here. Um, I don't know. That sounds intentional. When did Poltergeist come out? We're, that was before this, right? I'm sure it was. Sure. But, uh, but yeah. But her big thing in the movie is that she, 
finds Frankenstein's monster in the woods. And uh, listen, Frankenstein, he's, he's a nice guy. Frankenstein's monster, nice guy. She finds him. She befriends him. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I like the music, too. Mm-hmm. Kids are hiding. Mm-hmm. Fat kid's hiding in a garbage can. His name's Horace. What a great line. And then it, this is actually my favorite scene in the movie. I'm glad you brought it up because the girl comes out and says, don't be chicken shit to the kids. The main kid comes up there. He sees him. He's like, oh, man, this guy's great. And he kind of like taps his shoulder. And Frankenstein's monster doesn't really appreciate that. So he shoves the kid on the ground. Is it that he doesn't appreciate it or that he goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to pat you, too, and then pats him friendly oh, but shoves him down? I mean, it could be both ways, but I really like the idea of him just being a little bit bothered by it and then shoving him down. Fun fact about Tyler, he loves casual violence towards kids. Just minor violence. Yeah, not like real violence. Not real. Just casual in violence. In movies, not yeah. like in real life. But yeah. It's no. something you enjoy, though. I, well, I think it's kind of funny when a kid gets put in its place, you know what I mean? <laughs> put in its place. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by the father of four children. Yeah. <laughs> Just called kids in it. Yeah, it's it. That's fine. Uh, Frankenstein's Monster is played by Tom Noonan, who is a pretty well-known kind of character actor. He's probably the most famous face in the movie. Um, he played, like, a dollar-eyed in, like, the Manhunter movie that wasn't with Anthony Hopkins. Um... He's in some other movies. Uh, he, you know, he's a notable-looking guy. The other guy I recognized was the the cop. He was just a... Uh, his name's Stan Shaw. God, he was just in a bunch of, like, 90s movies and stuff like that. He's, uh... Sadly, he's a, he's a black guy. The only black guy in the movie. He gets blown up. <laughs> he gets blown up. Yeah. The, by Dracula. It's the 80s. Apparently, we're still, you know, just killing off all the black characters, so... Um, but the movie does have dynamite in it, which is pretty cool. Uh, because we do blow up, uh, at one point... They try to blow up the Wolfman mm-hmm. with dynamite, mm-hmm. and he comes apart, and you see parts of his body come apart and blow up. But because there's only one way to kill a Wolfman, uh, he comes back together. But you still get an awesome scene where he blows up. You do. Another awesome scene with dynamite is uh, Dracula gets real pissed off at these kids. It's the Monster Squad. At the Monster Squad. So he goes to their house where they have this little treehouse, little clubhouse, where the Monster Squad gets together. And with that dynamite, he fucking blows it up. So this uh, little clip is him blowing it up and walking away. Meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. I like the Dracula um, actor. He's pretty good, too. Um, Yeah, the Dracula actor is actually Bill Hader. <laughs> it is not Bill Hader. It doesn't, the timeline doesn't match up. But I swear to God, go back and watch this movie. It looks like Bill Hader. I think it looks like Bill Hader when he was on SNL would do like the Vincent Price skits. Cause so he was doing that voice, you know, like the Vincent Price voice. Plus, yeah, when you say that, it has this, this Bill Hader chin. It is his face. Yeah, I wrote the actor's name down, but I don't remember who it is. But um, you could probably tell me since you have all the information in front of you. I could. It's actually Duncan Reger. Yeah, okay. He's good. Also known, I think that's Bill Hader's dad. Oh, okay. It's Bill Hader's dad. Perfect. <laughs> Fun fact brought to you first by <laughs> Old Millennials Remember Movies. There's so many great, I mean, I, I could spend a lot of time just going over really funny things that happen in the movie, but like, the, even the dad character, he's Who like, he plays a cop. He's like, I mean, everybody's smoking. He even like, he like, the kid's telling him something. Oh, he's going to go, they want to go, he wants to go see a movie. And the movie, the horror franchise is called Groundhog Day, like 12. This is Groundhog Day, a horror franchise like Friday the 13th, only, you know, it's not it's not a Bill Murray movie that came later. It's Groundhog Day, the horror franchise. But he kept talking and the kid, like the dad calls it, like says to put a basic lid on it, which I find to be a great, I don't even know what it means. Like, put a basic lid on it. He says it. Google that. I know. I, it's just a, a, maybe I misheard it, but like there's so many lines in the movie where like it's kind of quiet or you don't hear it. And, like what did they say? Like the little girl made a comment like, uh. When they meet Rudy, the big uh, kid that's with the leather jacket, he's like, they look at him like, who's that kid? He's like, I don't know, I think he killed his dad. Like, it's all like these just quick lines that kind of happen all over the place, which I just, um, I love. Um, do you have a favorite, uh, like, universal monster? Uh, well, the monsters that are in this movie, 
mm-hmm. are Dracula, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, correct? The the, the water creature, the, the creature werewolf. from the Black Lagoon, and the mm-hmm. werewolf, and the mummy, and the mummy. Right? Do you have a favorite of those? Well, I've always loved the mummy because I just what? like those You're old. You're so weird. Yeah, I like who, the old. Who picks the mummy? Because I like. <laughs> Because I remember seeing, like... You like, like Brendan Fraser. No, I did like that. I like that first uh, Mummy movie that, that came out, the reboot series. I did like that first one. But, um, no, like, in elementary school, I think probably one of the first, like, old Universal movies I saw was probably The Mummy. I remember we even watched it. Because those aren't movies aren't that are, they're not, like, inappropriate. So I think we watched one in, like, like on Halloween in, like, fourth grade or something like that. And it was The Mummy, and I really liked it. And so I always really liked The Mummy. I was even The Mummy for Halloween, like, the next year. Um... I thought you were just the mummy because, like, that's what kids did to wrap themselves up in like toilet paper. No, we had we made cl- we made a cloth costume for three. My mom helped me like make a, a a costume that was like warm, had long sleeves, and I could wear it outside going trick or treating. Because it was like my Leo, I wasn't Who allowed to go. Who likes the mummy? I like the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> How have I known and you it was for like sixteen cl- years? It was cloth wrappings. Who uh, are you? It was a really cool costume. I, I love it. I know you've talked about and this. And my mom, to her credit, okay, so one thing, like, my parents were, like, said, you can go trick-or-treating in fifth grade, but you're, you can't do it in sixth grade, which is, in hindsight, seems a little arbitrary to me, but whatever. Well, I guess they stop. wanted me, I guess they wanted me to go out and do drugs instead like, on you Halloween. You gotta stop at some point. Like, they wanted me to go do drugs on Halloween, apparently, so thanks for that. But, uh... D- I, did you go do drugs <laughs> no, at Halloween? No, I didn't. I just, <laughs> I think I gave out candy. I was pissed off about it. But, um... It was like glass straw, so she helped me make a fun kind of big costume for fifth grade, and it was the mummy, because I liked the mummy. That's weird. It's cool. I don't even know how to answer the question, like, do you have a favorite universal monster? This I don't a, know. Well, people who like movies tend to like the universal uh, monsters and have a favorite, or maybe they favorite one of those movies. I don't... I don't... Nope. I don't... What if you count, like... Okay, so so let's take away the fact that you at least don't remember watching the old movies. Because you probably have seen, you probably seen some of them, or sure, mm-hmm. right? But let's just fold back in the things that you do know: the reboot mummy movies, uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing film, <laughs> uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh, Gary Oldman, which will surely be an episode at some point. Uh, what else can I think of? Young Frankenstein, uh, the the Gene Wilder. Oh, I do like that one. Yeah. A lot. Okay. So if you look at all that stuff, do you have a favorite uh, monster? Ooh, The Shape of Water, who, which is clearly using uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. That was Lagoon. pretty good. Yeah. So do you have a favorite monster? You know what's funny about Tyler is uh, you, over the last 16 years we've been together, you're always asking me what my favorite things are. Yeah. Favorite movies, favorite genres, favorite characters, favorite... I don't... I'm not a person who has favorites, and I think that really bothers you. Did you like Benicio Del Toro's take on the Wolfman? Did I see that one? <laughs> I don't think anybody saw that one, <laughs> but it's out there. Is Did it? you watch the Tom Cruise are you, mummy? Are you are you joking with me? No, that's a real movie. Oh, I thought you were just joking because he just kind of looks like a Wolfman. <laughs> no, it was a good casting. Yeah, it was because <laughs> he does casting. look like a Wolfman. Yeah. No, he made that movie. Oh, it wasn't particularly good. Oh. Did you watch the Mummy with Tom Cruise? Wait, I think I did see that. Not. I think I did see that. I think you probably saw the Wolfman. We probably saw that together. It, it was very there some jumping around in trees. That's the Jack Nicholson one with the wolf. No, what was that movie we were <laughs> Maybe watching? That one. It could be. There could be tree jumping in that movie. Oh, I was like Crouching a, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No, it was like a village. And... The village? No, <laughs> so I'm seeing a very specific scene in my mind. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No, not like those kind of trees, like like oak trees. And there were some cages. I think it was a wolf. It man. could have been. I don't. I don't, I don't remember anything about bother it. Me. Um, and you well, didn't. And you didn't watch the new Mummy with Tom Cruise, which I watched on HBO. No, because you know why. I saw the trailer, Ooh. and it looked stupid. It's wretched. <laughs> Obviously. It's very wretched. I don't know why you don't listen to me when I say, Oh, no. As gonna be stupid. I mean, I knew it was... I mean, I had heard it wasn't good, but I... Uh, there's a fast, there's a fascination level there, and, like, Russell Crowe's in the thing is, like, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and, well, that's a whole different... That's a whole thing, too, but, yeah, that's a wretched movie, so... So I think what I will tell you is mm-hmm. that of those types of uh, supernatural characters, I like vampires. You do like vampires. That's true. So I have a thing for vampires. You see a lot of that kind of stuff generally. I'll watch somewhere. I'll watch Teen Wolf on whatever family channel that's on. Is there is there new episodes of that? I don't know. That might be done. An MTV show. Yeah. You uh, you watch. You've seen more than other, more than anyone should of those underworld movies. That's like vampires versus werewolves. So here's the thing about the Underworld movies. They're bad. It's the same movie, just over and over and over and over. Where you can't over. see anything because it's all dimly lit. Yeah. yeah. But I like What's-Her-Name. Okay, but yeah, everybody does, but those movies oh, are bad. I was thinking of her. Who's that other 
Oh, is there a zombie movie with there, uh, what's her name? Lots of oh, that's Resident Evil. That's yeah. with Mila Jovovich. I like her Different too. Different thing. You've seen all those ones too. See? I don't know if you have. There's a lot of those now. I don't think even I've caught up with all those Does, ones. Are are mummies zombies? No, I mean. It's different. They don't bite. Mummies don't bite. They're cursed. That's like a whole curse thing. But they're, they're dead. They come alive again. Mm-hmm. But they're not like they're not zombies. They're not biting you. They're not feeding on flesh. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I like monsters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to know. There's uh, a. <laughs> um... <laughs> so you know, Frankenstein's good. The other character we get on the side of the monster squad is. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this guy. It's a they the characters I believe I don't know if they ever ever give him a name but they call him on more than one occasion creepy German guy. Is it creepy German guy? I think so. They just literally call him a just scare, cre- or scary scary German guy. scary German guy. I think he's even he might even be listed on the, the cast. Okay, which I love because that's basically his part. He's only in the thing to live in a scary house where the kids go and find out more information about the Dracula situation. Uh, we did find he has like uh, the fascinating detail of this movie is that he has like a Holocaust tattoo. Yeah, which seems a little out of place for a movie like this, but it's scary German guy. Oh, scary German. Yeah, guy. he does make a point of showing his uh, his tattoo. It's a detail that's interesting, which is not appropriate. It doesn't feel right in this movie. It's not like the right place for this character. Well, you know, I don't know. It's like hey, we're the Monster Squad, and that's like. I'm a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> like, oh shit, okay. Well, well you this know, got real. You don't want to forget, so you know it's good to throw. Maybe it's people they the kids need to know, and this is a good opportunity. We're already showing the gunfights and stuff like that. We need to start sharing the information. I don't know. It, it does seem a little weird. It's, it's a jarring detail. It's a jarring, slightly out of place. But if you really break it down, it does make a lot of sense. It makes some logical sense. Yeah, he's seen monsters in his past. Oh yeah, he has. That's for sure. He's seen and, real monsters, and he's willing to speak up and do something. To help these young children. I feel like we I, should move ba- on from yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't feeling really like it's on You're just trying path. to figure out justifying it, and it's hard. It well, seems like, when it's you're a good writing that into the script. I don't know. It's is Shane Black. A- Who knows what goes through his mind when he comes up with this stuff? He also, like, plays a thing where, you know, we have one of the Bronster Squad's sisters is, like, they need... Because the whole amulet thing depends on a virgin. So they use the... Uh, to, like, break the curse or whatever. Read a book. So they get her sister, and they're asking her if she's a virgin, and she kind of, like, plays around the answer, and then when it comes time for her to do the thing, it doesn't work because she's not a virgin, and she's like, it doesn't count with this guy. So, I mean, we're already playing with those, uh, like, just basic things that we're used to in these movies. Um, I like that. I like that we're getting the details, but we're also, like, getting all the stuff we like in these movies. Yeah. Dracula is a badass. Like, he blows up their thing. He's taken women as, like, his little vampire slave, things like he does in every version. He's turned, like, three high school girls yeah. into vampires. They're vicious, and they have to get basically, like, arrowed to death to, yeah. to, to get rid of them. Uh-huh. So they get arrowed to death. Yeah, they're uh, dead. The wolf man, uh, he, I mean, he's a human man who mm-hmm. is suffering through his uh, plight. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, he's got to get killed by a silver bullet to get this movie done. But first, he's got to get kicked in the nards. This is the famous, uh, most famous thing about the movie, it seems like. It's kind of what the the cult crowd, the ironic group, has latched onto. The sequence. Oh, look, it's good. It's good stuff. But um, I'd say the Monster Squad is more than this. Is it? But, but let's go ahead and listen to it, because it's always good for a good listen. It was in the trailer that we played in the beginning as yep. well. <sighs> He's got nards. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that um, aspect. My, well, I'll tell you what my favorite uh, sequence in this movie is. is uh, They're in the Jeep. The German guy's Jeep. And yeah, he's, a, he's on board. He's driving them. Yeah. Uh, and then the mummy is crawling out of the woods. And uh, hot, we have, like, a whole regular little Jurassic Park thing going before Jurassic Park, obviously. But uh, the mummy grabs onto the back of the truck and is, like, hanging on. And they got to take care of him. And it's just, I like the, the makeup work on the little skeleton mummy. is pretty good. He looks scary uh, enough. And uh, the our leather jacket kid has his bow and arrow thing that he's snatched from a little... There's a great little 80s montage in the middle of this movie where they're getting prepped for fighting off the monsters mm-hmm. in which he steals a bow and arrow. So he shoots the bow and arrow part of his uh, scrub, or his uh, wrappings. The wrapping gets hooked onto a tree and the mummy starts getting unraveled. Not just the uh, the, 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 the 
the covers, but his whole body just starts falling apart. Mm-hmm. So we get the scene where the mummy is disintegrating as they keep driving further and further away. God, I love it. It's yeah, so awesome. Just envision a roll of toilet paper it's, rolling away. I like that first Brendan Fraser mummy movie, but this scene is the better than anything in that entire franchise <laughs> of like mummy scene. action. I love it. The only thing that comes close is that there's like a fight at the end of that first movie where he's like go dispatching a bunch and he's like kind of quipping and it's just so silly that I like it. That's comes close, but this is the best. This is the best um, pound for pound, best mummy scene there is. Uh, Wasn't movie. The Rock in a mummy movie? He like was in Scorpion a, King or something? So he appears briefly in The Mummy Returns. Uh, it's like his, one of his act, earlier acting roles. He's only in like a couple minutes of it. And then he is a CGI monster at the end of it. They just use his face. It's terrible. So bad. But then his spinoff movie, The Scorpion King, which is a prequel not related otherwise to the other stuff, is actually not bad because it's just The Rock being cool. Oh, okay. It's not bad. It's I like a really... it's a cheesy movie, but it's not bad. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, but it's not really a mummy movie. Nice. Um. So yeah, this is just um. The last half hour of this is just a ton of uh, just kind of awesome fights. We've got. Uh, garlic. They're using the garlic on Draco's face and like burning his face, and he's got like a giant scar. That was awesome. Uh, we get the kick in the Wolfman and the Nards. Uh, we've got uh, lines that are just like, "We pull this off, I'm gonna shit." What? Which is just a line in the movie by a kid. Uh, you know, there's like TNT getting thrown around. The poor eighties, you know, the poor cop gets it. Um, oh, suck on this, you son of a bitch. Stuff like this. That's the the dad says that to the vampire. Oh man. There's a part where, uh, like, that's the same thing where you suck on this, you son of a bitch, and, like, the kid comes around on him, and he goes, hey, asshole, and he turns around, and he's like, yeah, you looked, because he's an asshole, get it? <laughs> Come on. It's asshole great. Asshole says what? Exactly. It's the same thing. We've got the kids doing the gun work. I mean, uh, listen, Frankenstein has, Frankenstein's monster has a great arc where he's friends with them, and he's sacrificing himself to save, save the kids. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough good things about this movie. I'm just kind of just, I mean, I could just spend time going over every, every kind of line and things minute. like that, but I don't, I don't, I just think people should go watch the movie. How do I watch it? It's on Hulu and I think maybe Amazon Prime, but, um, but yeah. Now, the one thing that is interesting about the production of this was that Stan Winston, who is the, you know, pretty famous, uh, makeup artist guy, uh, they made these monsters and they look pretty good, but, um, because it's not a universal movie, they had to make them look, slightly off from their, like, iconic versions, right? Because they didn't want to get sued by Universal. So there's some stuff that's in the public domain, obviously, but, like, Frankenstein's bolts, for instance, are not where you would expect them to be, and his stitches are different. The Wolfman's look is specifically intended to look like a Wolfman, but not like the Wolfman of the old Wolfman's. That one is probably the most dated one. I like the transformation makeup that goes on with him. Like when they they have some pretty good like middle shots of the man turning into the Wolfman, and then some of the angles are okay. But there's also a couple of shots where the Wolfman's just kind of walking around, <laughs> and he's he's in his like perpetual half squat. Yeah, so that on one doesn't look great. Um, the creature from the Black Lagoon is of course technically not the creature from the Black Lagoon, but it looks great. That one actually uh, is a really cool thing. I think. Um, people that have seen The Shape of Water recently can obviously see that that through line of inspiration through all these movies. That one's also a really good looking uh, makeup work. But I like this version of it really well. I think all the mummy undead things look good and I like the actor as Dracula. And uh, yeah, I just think that it's good but it, but yeah, they had to... I don't think like the them changing it enough was really like a detriment to the movie. They mm-hmm. just, it was nice to get around that or whatever. So normally it's about this time that I would uh, share what would Roger say. What right. would Roger say? Roger Ebert say. But he did not review this movie. He did not review it um, in a written form, and we couldn't find any video clips. So um, maybe how- he did. We just don't don't have it. So I did find um, an original New York Times review. Okay. At the time of August 14th, 1987, by Vincent Camby in their digitized archives. Great. So I'll share just a little bit from there if you want. Great. I love it. Um, basically, he says, um, yep, uh, the comedy is cheerless. So remember, this is at the time. Yeah, I, so that's what I'm back. curious about. I, I, I don't, I, I would imagine this was not that well received. Yeah. The comedy is cheerless. The performances are either inept or unlovably coy. <laughs> Though the previous film credits 
Star Wars, Aliens, among others of the special effects people are impressive, the Monster Squad looks like a feature-length commercial for a joke store that sells not-great rubber monster masks. I mean... The movie also has a certain amount of nerve in introducing a Holocaust survivor is the one fellow in town who recognizes Dracula and his pals for what they are. He's not wrong. (laughs) The Monster Squad, which has been rated PG-13, special parental guidance for those younger than 13, includes vulgar language and some sequences that could scare already emotionally troubled (laughs) four-year-olds. What is that line? Already emotionally troubled four-year-olds? Yeah, I'm so confused by that. I feel like any four-year-old would probably get scared by some of this. There's some scare... Like, this is not a movie for, like, young kids. It yeah, never was. That's pretty much... That's and this would never mean. fly. You could never... Like I said, with all the gun use and the swearing, this is a movie... Like, that's what I, That's another thing I, I think the cult aspect of this is that people have latched onto. It's fascinating in that it, it can't be made again. Like, they couldn't make this movie now. Because of just the way that the kids are treated. I mean, they kind of did in a, in a weird way. They made It, uh-huh. Stephen King's It, which is R-rated, and the kids swear in that. But that even feels a little bit different than this. That's definitely taking a more serious approach. And I, I, I like those aspects of It because it, it does feel like genuine kids. And so I like that. But th- it, that's not trying to be jokey, whereas this no. is trying to have fun with the genre a little bit. And then I don't even understand what this paragraph me- is. It's at the very beginning. This is his opening paragraph. Okay. The, all caps, best thing about the oh, Monster Squad. Well, that's squad. because in the paper it probably um, was... They, that's that's the fine. Format. No, that's not the part I don't understand. Okay. That's fine. Is the ad campaign, a series of wanted posters for Count Dracula, the Wolfman, and other antisocial types. These can be seen in most subway stations for the cost of a token. So they must have had ads up? Oh, that sounds time? like a great advertising campaign. Yeah, for I'd wanted posters? i see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Weird. That seems like a great game, but it obviously failed because it bombed. It failed miserably. He calls it a silly attempt to crossbreed an our gang comedy with a classic horror film, which usually means that both genres have reached the end of the line. I mean... It's kind of a harsh, harsh criticism this is, You know what, though? This is, that review sounds like the current current reviews for... Uh, Venom. Venom, right? It does, it's yes. taking it at face value. Yeah. And yeah, I think, again, it's a manic pace. We're introduced to a flurry of things. There's disparate tones. There's things that are all over the place. But there's a level of fun that's conjured here that is not easy to create. Mm-hmm. And I think that – and this is kind of my point about Venom, too, a little bit, is that there is something that's going on from a creative standpoint that's juicing this energy a little bit. I, I think there's more of it in Monster Squad. I think Tom Hardy has a lot to do with Venom. But in Monster Squad, the, the writing is, is doing something here that is – there's something, there's energy here that yes. is hard to get in other movies that I think that The Goonies does in its best stretches, but that movie's also two hours long. This movie is able to have the same amount of, like, good stuff that Goonies has, but it, it doesn't have the the, the boring stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? I think that they're kind of that similar character movies. character development, boom, Well, and I think ah. that, that that has its place, that, that obviously has a purpose, and that's good, f- it, in some respects, that's good for The Goonies, but this one has the fun aspect, and I think... You can return to this easier, and you can watch it on Halloween and have a good time. And I certainly wouldn't show our children because it's not appropriate. But, you know, it – I don't know. It cooks, man. That's all I got to say. It cooks. Well, before we wrap up, yes, it took me that whole 58 minutes so far to get through my tea. But it's time for a little segment we'd like to call Tea Time with Tyler. Would you like a bit of spot of tea? A bit of spot of tea a today. Bit of spots. Just a little bit more than usual. So this is the segment where I um, am all out of my tea, mm-hmm. which gone. I have to have some sort of caffeinated warm beverage to to reward me and keep me awake through the podcast. I drink a cold one. You a do. cold caffeinated beverage. A cold. Not a cold one. I mean, I could, but it would probably tire me out. It tucker it me. It would. Yeah. Okay. So are you ready for tea time with Tyler? I mean, no, I'm always bad at this. I don't know and why I, we keep doing it. I'm currently stalling to try to think of one today. Oh, you don't have one. You Even better. I never do. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's the secret of a tea time with Tyler is that I don't prepare. The secret of this entire podcast is that we do very little planning. The lack of preparation makes us authentic. I think that's something. I like authentic podcasts over, like, overproduced. And, look, and I know, we're lazy. I get it. We're not uh, as good no, as those I th- other ones. I, not lazy, uh, busy. Unwilling. Um, <laughs> Unwilling to do... We have four kids. You know, we could do better with the clip. We By now, we should have, like, intro music, which we still have not done. We're still waiting for that awesome Russian <laughs> rock star. We're going to get that guy. Hey, you know what? I, I don't want... You know, I'm holding out for him at this point. 
I want that guy to do our music. I'm not going to accept anything else unless somebody just wants to give us some music. By all means, submit it. Okay, I would like to hear your favorite, as many as you can list, in my tea filling time, of the gang type movies. The gang? Yeah. The gang, like Goonies, Monster Squad, where there's like a gang of children and go. Oh, okay. Well, I like the Monster Squad a lot. I really like that new uh, It movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I like Stand By Me. I like um, I like the <laughs> I like uh, those like '90s uh, movies like uh, Heavyweights, and I like uh, that Little Rascal. Like all those movies I saw when I was a kid, like the Little Rascals movie that has our president in it with Whoopi Goldberg randomly. That's a real scene that happened in this world. Um, there's all these other ones that came out like. Uh, man, I'm having a hard time. What's that other one that's, like, Camp Nowhere? Like, all these 90s movies with kids in them that are at camp and stuff. Uh, The Big Green, that kid movie about soccer. All right, and that takes us to a wrap. I was trying to stick with, like, all the 90s kid movies that were like that. Yeah, those are a lot of fun movies. I can only think of, like, the classiest one I can think of was Stand By Me. I'm having a hard time going back. I loved Stand By Me. Yeah, that's a future episode. I'm worried. It's a good film. I'm worried no, to go back and watch you're okay. it. I think you're okay. I think that, that one actually is pretty good. Oh, you forgot the girl gang movies. Like Ocean's 8? No. <laughs> actually, I can only think of one. Uh, it's got like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> now and Then? Yeah. I thought you were going to say The Craft, which is also, you could do a future episode uh, on The Craft. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Um, Stranger Things popped into my head, even though it's not That's a, a show. Yeah. But Stranger Things is definitely going for that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's doing that. I think, and I, yeah, we're in a little bit of a, like, it's red hot right now, really, because Stranger Things is a big hit, and mm-hmm. then it was a huge hit when that came out. I know that they're making a sequel, although that will be about the adults, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good. You still haven't watched that. It's not, it's pretty good for a Stephen King movie. Yeah, I sort of don't need to see movies where kids are murdered. I'm just like, that's not a lot. I don't need that in my life. There's not a lot of kids getting murdered. It's like a couple of kids. But you know murdered. that, like, ever since having kids, I'm sort of broken, and it'll make me upset. There's just a couple of kids getting murdered. One kid's too many kids. I don't even. I never even saw that one movie because the kids died. I'm not even gonna say what it is. The Ryan Gosling movie. Ryan Gosling, no, not Gosling. The Casey Affleck one. Casey Affleck one. The Manchester and now by he's the ruined, Sea. So now it's a double no go for uh, yeah, me. Yeah, well, that's, that's who that one. Is it what's her name in that movie? Michelle Williams. Full she's circle. Ama- there she's we am- go. She's amazing in that movie <laughs> in her very small uh, amount of time, but she's amazing in it. Full circle. Did she have bangs? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. She's playing she's someone from look, Boston. So. She does not look good with bangs. I don't think she did. She's good in that though. She's only in like ten minutes of it. And she's amazing. That's what's weird about Venom. It's a bummer she was of a movie being though. Not good in the movie in the beginning. She's well, like, I'm being an actor who's acting. She's was counting her money a little bit, which I appreciate. Look, she gotta get paid. She no, actually, get... I wonder was she doing that on purpose? The like, I'm being sort of stiff and yeah, with awkward. Michelle Williams. I would say that everything's on purpose. So yes, yeah. I want to almost see it again so I can analyze that. First. I don't know. There's a there's talk that Tom Hardy has said that like all his favorite stuff is like cut out of the movie, like all of his improv, like improv the stuff. The rated R stuff. Well, no, like his improv of things and things like that. Like where he was like really going crazy. I want to see all that. I want to see more. Of, I I just I want more of the. I want to. I want this thing to be. I want there to be like a documentary film about the making of it that like, goes into theaters. I want more. Of, uh, Sometimes Venom. less is more. It left you wanting more, which is how you want to please. But it's like how we have The Room and we have the Disaster Artist book and a film about it. Like, I think Venom could eventually, we could get something like that. We could get behind the scenes of this movie. How did, what did Tom Hardy do? How was he and doing he's it? British or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I have this theory that, theory that people with British accents, when they have to do an American accent, can't act very well. Well, I just, no, I don't think that's true. But I do think it's true. If if they would let actors just speak in their regular accent. Well, Tom Hardy's an interesting case because no one really knows what that guy sounds like because everybody really just knows him as like Bane and like he things where his face has been. He a little bit of a Bane voice Even in, this in movie. Dunkirk, I mean, he's in a pilot seat the whole time. You don't even see his face in that movie. I mean, a lot of his movies that he's in, I know he's in um, Inception, but he's he's doing his British accent in he had, Inception. He like, has a high voice in Venom. Yeah, he's like, well, let the games begin. He was kind of like doing his high thing. And I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Because he's Tom Hardy, and he, that's just what he does. And Tom he's Hardy. like, I'm Venom. 
the city will fall because of. Okay, nobody wants to hear you right. do the Bane voice. I'm having a hard time. Stop. I have it. I just I'm not doing it right right now. Stop. I think I could get back into it. I haven't watched it in a while. Oh my god. It's not, I don't love the Dark Knight Rises. But. Okay, so today we uh, watched. Uh, we remembered old millennials remember movies. That's what we did. We watched uh, <laughs> and remembered the Monster Squad. Good job. Even so, though you had never seen it before. I'd never seen so it. So we didn't really remember anything. I remembered something from a couple years ago and, and you just saw it. I remembered it from the last two nights. <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, that's true. We could, this is like a memory test, this show. Yeah. Like, old we're millennials. old. We're old. We can't remember what we saw. Half the time we fall asleep. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just trying to remember what mm-hmm. we watched even two days ago. Mm-hmm. That's a podcast. Yeah, I've sort of gotten so tired watching these movies that I don't take notes anymore. I'm just like, fuck it, let's do it. We're only on like, you said that this show, this show has to get to like 50, 50 episodes before it even matters. And now That's we're not true. even in 20 and you're like, I don't care anymore. I don't take notes. I don't take notes. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and listening. Hope hope you had a good time. Um, stay tuned for future episodes where we'll be uh, remembering some other movies. We'll try to get some more Halloween ones on if our kid stays asleep. Yeah, come on, Marshall. Um, and go find us online at old, something, our website. Old, oldmillennialsremember.com. <laughs> and on, you can find us on your favorite podcasting station as Old Millennials Remember Movies. Also, we're on uh, Instagram. Are we not on Instagram? <laughs> I, like, fucking hate that you do this at the end of every episode. I don't know. Are Just we on shut something? up. I've told you before. Hit the website. Hit the name of the podcast. Are we on? That's it. Are we on uh, Twitter? We exist on those platforms. Are we active? Uh, no. I didn't even know we were on Instagram. Are we really? Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. Why don't you fucking go on our website and check it out? Fun fact, I've never been on Instagram. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you're still listening, uh, my deepest apologies. Bye. Bye. And uh, we'll talk at you another movie.